Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Patrick Patterson, owner of Five Star Elite Fitness and Training in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, super fantastic. Dominique, how's it going? Great. I appreciate you being here today. I can't wait to hear about you, this brand new facility. You already got rocking down there. Tell me all about it. Uh, well, uh, we're located in uh, the DMV area, Upper Marlboro. The uh, facility is uh, Five Star Elite Fitness and Training. Um, our primary objective is uh, personal training, group training. We do extend some memberships. However, um, again, our thing is prim- uh, um, personal training and group training. Awesome, awesome. So you opened up uh, about eight, nine months ago, um, found a spot, former Blockbuster video, if anybody else is old enough to remember that. Um, it was a video store, but gutted, had been empty shell for 25 years. So you got to kind of build it, put your stamp on it, do it from the ground up. Uh, you were, you had been in corporate settings, you had seen what it's like, it was time for you to to put your stamp on it, do the model you wanted, right? So how did you go about, like, what was that wake up moment where you're like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna own it, I'm gonna start it, I'm gonna grow it, and I'm gonna change as many lives as possible. Like, how did that process come out? Actually, it started uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, initially, um, when the pandemic hit, you know, I was, before the pandemic hit, I was rocking, doing maybe 120 sessions per two weeks. Uh, in the gym I was currently working, uh, formerly working at. So um, my client started calling me, hey, want to work out? So I rented a garage space, uh, started training one person per session, every hour on an hour. Um, I infected, I mean, I, um, I disinfected all the equipment after every session. Uh, I set the equipment up, I step out, now the client is going, they knock their sessions out, next person up. Uh, Saved all my money from that, and fat, moving fast forward, I found a space which, as you mentioned earlier, blockbuster in between 25 years, it was ramshackle, no air conditioning, no heat. It was just a shell of itself. So, hey, I talked to the owners; they gave me a shot, and now we have a a really, really incredible space, which is Five Star Elite Fitness down here in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Awesome. So. In the short time that you've been open, uh, even though you have all this, all this experience, the background, you have these ideas, still in the, in the grand scheme of things, the business is brand new, but you've already come, you've taken some big steps, right? You're about to bring on your fourth, fourth total trainer, including yourself, you have a good size space, membership is, is growing. Uh, what would you say have been some of the big things that you've done to get to where you're at now so quickly? Was some of it um, clients that you had brought over from your previous? Like how much of it was was existing clients and how many have you added since you've been open? Well, it, well, definitely my, I had a core base before I, um, I'm saying this building, of course. So I need to, I had to have that core base to make sure I could pay the rent. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to build the base and have the building because bills still were accumulating. So um, I definitely came with a core base, some really, really loyal, dedicated supporters. Um, if it wasn't for those, mostly women, probably all women, 
if it wasn't for their support, buying the packages, uh, sweeping, coming down to the space and helping out volunteering to help out, I could have never done it without those people. So, uh, yes, yeah, support came with me. That really gave me the basis to allow me to set up shop and keep the lights on. Um, I think I came with a may maybe about 30, if I'm not mistaken. I probably came with about 25 to 30. And since, and it, I think I put the space together in about four or five months, um, all hands on deck. It was 18 hours all day, every day. Uh, I got a halfway open, started training. Uh, I didn't have all the equipment I needed at the time, but what I did have, it was better than where I started, which is which was the garage. And even at the garage, I gave a super incredible workouts with medicine ball, a dumbbell, a, a battle rope. So we had no really, really good equipment. We had no bathroom, but we had a great, great workout session. So I know if I had a space of 5,000 square feet that, hey, that was like uh, a five-star hotel compared to where we came from with, with the garage in the middle of the summer. So um, it worked out really fine. Like I said, if it wasn't for the great client, clients I had, I couldn't have done it. And um, those guys or those women, they've been incredible then, they're incredible now. The business is flourishing because of women like those that's committed to the, the five-star product, my vision and the program. So since we opened, I think I've added maybe 100, 10 people since we opened that came and the core group is still here. This, the same 30 that started with me are still here rocking. And not only are they rocking, they're in shape, they look incredible. And they're, they're, uh, they, they put the elite in the five-star. Perfect, perfect. I mean, there's nothing better than knowing you have that core group, right? The ride or die, when you know you're about to go sign that lease because the rents do, right? The, the light bills do. No matter what, knowing you have that core group is really one of the biggest things to make that leap. But you got there, you, as you got the place built out, you got more space, you do, you know, you need to turn a profit, you need to make money so that you can buy more equipment, you can, you can pay bills, you can hire more trainers, right? It's not just about money in your pocket and being greedy, it's about growing the business, helping the most people. So you have done that. So what have you done to add, you know, 100, 110 people? How have you gotten those new people in since you've been there? Well, actually, um, Dominique, it's, it's really kind of simple. And the thing that when I was in the corporate system in the corporate business on um, the corporate gyms, I, I looked at all the things I disliked about the corporate gyms. And the number one thing was customer service and the product. I felt like, well, not felt my experience at those gyms. Once they got you signed up, got you in their system, their money, you was on your own. If you got a good trainer, you got a good trainer. If you didn't, you were stuck in that six month or 12 month contract with a trainer that sucked. So um, that's one thing I was, the number one thing for Fireside Lead Fitness and Training, whether I was training you, I made sure if I was training you or another trainer was training you, you got you got a great, great session, a great session. So my thing is, here at Fireside Lead Fitness and Training and everybody that works here that and also members here, great, great training session, the product and treating people, not only because they paying their money, but treating people the way you want to be treated. Great customer service courtesy, polite, being generous towards people in the space because it's a tight space and we not it's not a 100,000 square foot space. It's very tight in here. 
but it, it flows nice and smoothly because everybody get along with each other. Everybody supports one another. And at the end of the day, the product is good. And we try to change your life one rep at a time. That's our motto. Changing your life one rep at a time, getting it right. So I hang my hat on that. And uh, that's what we're about here. Everybody that comes here and everybody that works out here, we're about taking care of our business, getting it done. Cool, cool. So would you say that just building that culture and, and having it just be the lifeblood, the absolute you know, non-negotiable thing, having that strong culture, has that just led to you growing just word of mouth and referrals or have you had to do any advertisement, you know, paid ads, flyers, events, anything like that? No, uh, actually I haven't. I haven't done no serious marketing. I've done a little IG, but I hang my hat on the product and the people getting a great product and the aesthetics enjoying the space. The music is incredible as well. And I didn't mention that. So the music, the music matters. You ever been to a place for no music? Trust me, you're not going. It's going to be empty. So the music matters. You know the corporate jam. They run that elevator play. They run all that mess. It's kind of hard to get motivated on that. I, it took me a long time, not long time, but I caught that early. So um, the music music here is incredible. Again, the product is is really dope, and uh, it's just a fun space to be in, and it's safe. With me having so many women in the space, that was another thing that I hated about corporate gyms. It wasn't a safe space because you had the weird squad, creep squad, hitting on all the ladies when ladies actually come for a great workout. So we know we all been there. It's not, it's not no secret. This is like, it's, it's just, that's the elephant in the room. Most women come to work out, get a great exercise, not be intimidated and get in and get out. Of course, you had that segment of the population. They, they there for the fraternizing, which is cool. I don't have no problem with that. But most want to get a great workout, get in, release some of that stuff that they went through out the day and get home to their family. So I try to create a space like that here, which I think I've done a pretty good job. Um, and things are going really well because of that. Yeah. And, and you're preaching to the choir on that. One of my facilities was an all women's facility. So I know exactly the type of thing that they were trying to avoid. Uh, and the things that they liked about it. And like you said, some people don't want it. Some people want to intermingle and that's cool too. Um, so, but it's, it sounds like if, if I can, if I can be frank that you're just no bullshit about it. If somebody doesn't treat your space with that type of respect, then they're, they're not going to be there tomorrow. Oh no, definitely not. I hold all veto rights to, to, to uh, Hey, this not this might not work for you. You might need there's another space that works for you, which is fine. And every space and every gym and every is not for everybody. I'm fine with that. However, like I said, and with it being primary based on personal training, they're not necessarily here for the fraternizing. Because if you're in a personal training program or a group program, you're not here necessarily to 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 do all that hey, we just going to have fun and play on the phones and kick it. You're normally here for the take care of business. Get me in shape. Get my body right. I'm paying you for this service. So with that said, it works for what we got going on here. I think I've captured something in a bottle and now I'm harnessing it the right way. And so far, so good. That's what makes this business doing so well. And um, at some point, I intend to try it on a larger scale, hopefully in the near future, very near future. Perfect. Perfect. So you are growing staff still, and that's, 
that's a big thing that comes up with a lot of these conversations. And I always like to spend a little bit of time on the things I'm hearing most from other gym owners. People are having a hard time finding staff that are really, really bought in or really culture fits, right? Like you can get anybody to put on a polo shirt and go and, and stand with somebody, but to find those real trainers that want to be part of a culture, that want to build a career, people are having trouble, right? So you have yourself, you have another two trainers, you have another one coming on. How do you go about it? Are you taking clients and turning them into trainers? People have passion. Are you, are you putting ads out on Indie? Like, how are you finding these people that are going to help execute your vision the way you want? That's a, that's a great point. That's a great, um, that's a great question, Dominique. Actually, I've tried both and you're right. It's very hard to find somebody that as passionate as you about your product, your program. So you're probably not gonna find nobody as passionate about me as mine as or nobody about you as your, your podcast. So with that said, I've tried both. I tried clients that used to be, uh, I tried trainers that used to be clients, try to convert them. Unfortunately, they're good for taking instructions, but they're not good for giving instructions. It's, it's different. Um, mm -hmm. You can be a good listener, but you're not a good teacher. Um, so I had a client that eventually got her, or she ended up getting her um, her cert with Ace or one of those uh, companies. And um, she came on board, but her teaching wasn't up to par where we needed to be here at Fireside Lee Fitness and Training. Unfortunately, she's a great person. Now, when she's training with me, she's incredible. She's, she's incredible. But teaching is different. And having patience with it and knowing how to, you know, um, having those, how to work those person, that, that charm on some, getting somebody to do something that don't necessarily want to do it. I'm tired. I'm hurt. All of that stuff. You got to really have a, you know, the you got to have really, right? the exactly, you yeah. got to have those. That's a great, that's, that's the word intangible. You got to have those. If you don't have them, you're not going to do really well in this business. So, um, that didn't go so well, but hey, I got I got a good trainer, two good trainers. I got another one coming on board. Hopefully, you know we're gonna see if she can meet the criteria. If not, you know it's it's all business. This it's not probably gonna work for you because again, if I step out, I expect somebody to step in and fill the space with the same level of intensity, and um, with that five star brand on it, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and you're at a point now where you you can say the proof is in the pudding, right? I did things my way with my passion. Mm -hmm. I grew. I brought on this trainer. They have this same vision. They're never going to be you, but they at least they line up. It's working. So you, you already know that you can get and grow those people. So you're not going to compromise just for the sake of having a body on the floor. Absolutely. I, I would never do that. I would never so, do that. I do. I want to switch a little bit. Um, so I want to talk about what other things you have. Personal training is your is your bread and butter. Then you have groups. You have a little bit of open membership. What about other things that uh, that you'll see in some gyms? Supplements, nutrition programs, apparel, uh, events. Do you do any of that stuff yet, or is that still in the works? No, that's actually is in the works. We've been working on that this morning. Me and uh, uh, my business consultant, uh, Miss Sophia Jones. Um, she and I've been working on some of that stuff this morning, and um, that's the next wave. The apparel. Uh, Hopefully a, a five-star smoothie bar. I, I, not only am I going at the, the large gyms, I'm going at this, the smoothie business, smoothie kings as well. 
um, I think I, I, you know, I think I have a niche on them as well that they missing. So yeah, we, there's a lot of moving pieces. So, and we're excited about what's, what's ahead. And we're very aggressive about what we're trying to do here. Um, cause I see a lane that's an opening that corporate America can't see because they at home somewhere in California and we down here in the trenches rocking. So that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I, I always love, you know, I, I like to talk to gym owners in all different positions, but almost universally, once people start, especially in the newer stages of running it for yourself, it's like, in, in the best way, it's like chasing that next high. It's like, man, I'm helping 30 people. This is great. How can I do more? I can help more people. All right. I don't have any room for more people, or maybe I do, but, but it's tight. So what else can I do for these people? And it's, you know, you get in that mentality of like, you just want to serve them to the highest you can. And then it in turn serves your business and feeds into just being able to, to do more, more things that you feel good about, right? You, I'm sure you wake up in the morning, you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, I'm gonna go do this again, right? Like, why not? Like, I'm gonna see all those people, right? There's gonna be a fist bump or a hug or whatever it is. And we'll, we'll just keep doing it. So that, that new, newer excitement, passion, kind of that growth stage is so fun to see. Um, and it, it comes out of you, you know, with, with every word that comes out. So um, I want to talk about a couple of things that kind of go together because you've had some really good early success. And I know a lot of that is the result of the work you put in before. Have you had any speed bumps since you've been open? Anything that you didn't expect? Anything that you had to overcome? Or has it just been smooth sailing? Uh, no, definitely not smooth sailing. I mean, for the most part, it's been smooth sailing. I think getting out the, the admin stuff is or the, you know, the retention, trying to make sure that when you got new members coming in, that you're not as uh, familiar with as others on the membership side. You're just trying to, well, even on both sides, because you're trying to, you're trying to retain as many clients as possible. That's a process within itself. Um, that's a job within itself. Having a staff member call, hey, how you doing, Ms. Jones? Are you guys signing back up? You're late on your payments. So that type of stuff. The clerical stuff. And you know, um, other than that, it's um it's been pretty, it's been pretty, and you know, it's been hasn't been as bad as I thought. Now it's you know, I'm doing 17 hours a day for the most part in my gym. But other than that, it's it's been pretty uh nothing really crazy. That's thrown me a curve that I can't that I can't hit. So I've I've hit most curves. I kill all fastballs. So for the most part, you know, so far so good. Yeah, and I know those days are long, but it's a labor and love for you right now. It's a passion, and you know you got to put the work in up front to get those results. You can't just run away from the gym and say I'm the owner now. Like you know that you have to be in there, put all those systems in, grow it, and then get it to a point where maybe you go to. 14 hours a day or 12 hours a day. And heck, who knows? Maybe one day you can work eight hours. Or well, maybe you take a day off. <laughs> maybe take a day off. But I know that you're never going to be the guy that doesn't show up most of the time. You're going to have to, you're going to have to peek in there. You got to smell some iron at some point in your day. Every day. I feel, I feel weird when I don't smell something or touch something in regards to, to this space, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So flipping that coin on the opposite side, you're, you're still looking at adding services. You're still looking at growing. One day, you know, this thing could be 
you know, a hundred thousand square feet. It could be as big as an LA fitness, who knows, but you're, you're not going to let, you don't have a ceiling in your head, right? You're going to see, you're going to grow it to however big it can be with your concept, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I don't operate under that, prim, that, 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 I don't subscribe to one day it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm, that's how I operate. I operate in that type of space. It's going to happen soon. Nice. So what do you think are going to be like, what things are you going to have to do? How are you going to have to grow as a, as a business person? Are there skills you're going to need? Are there partners you're going to need? And I don't mean necessarily business partners, but affiliations, people, you know, people in your circle, um, is it, is it going to be equipment? Like, what do you think you're going to need to do to grow as an entrepreneur to be that person who has, you know, this facility where you're touching, you know, maybe a couple thousand lives instead of a couple hundred? This guy, I think the number one thing that is probably this, Dominique, probably just got to put together a great style, bro. Cause I can't do it all. I can't train. I can't be at the clerical side or the admin stuff. I can't be in a thousand different places and I can't pivot from this space without a great support system, a great staff and great personnel. So that's the thing I'm focusing on most, getting someone who can keep this boat of not afloat, but prospering when I step out, when I pivot. That's the most important thing. And of course I have to find allies and like-minded people because again, I can't do it by myself. If I'm, a, if I expect to take on, if I expect to be David and take on Goliath, I have to have allies. I have to, uh, you know, I have to build Voltron, put a, a team together, and we got to make it work. That's at the end of the day. I love that reference, kids. If you don't know Voltron in his picture, it's it's like Power Rangers but much cooler. So bingo, talk to him, talk to him, baby. <laughs> I exactly. love it. I love it, Patrick. We are just about out of time, but before I let you go. Where can people find you? Website, social media, what's all the handles? Give us that information. Uh, you definitely find us on um, Instagram. You can find me at uh, www, um, the number five, Star Elite Fitness and Training. Um, we on Google. We um down here, Upper Marlboro in the DMV area, Maryland. Uh, that's where we are. Yeah, all the information's on the website. Like you said, the number five star elitefitness.com, five-star elite fitness and training. Patrick, it's been a pleasure having you. I appreciate your time today, sir. Hey, the pleasure has been real, uh, Dominique. I enjoyed the experience. Thank you, bro. You're, you're very welcome. To everybody out there listening, we appreciate your time. As always, thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you got some nuggets and pearls of wisdom from, from Patrick and his journey. Um, if you want to hear more episodes, Click the subscribe button, leave us a review, drop us a like. We want any feedback that you have. We always want to make this better. We're here for you. If you'd like to be on the show, there's a link. Click the link in the description, fill out the form. Someone from the team will get in touch with you. We'll get you on ASAP. To everybody out there in Jim Ward's nation, keep working hard, keep kicking ass, keep changing lives. Jim Ward's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. 
You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Will. Will, how's it going, man? Ah, oh, man, everything's great, dude. Having a great day so far. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. And uh, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, thanks for the invite, man. Yeah, for sure. So let's kind of get right into it here. So what is the name of your location and where are you guys located at? So uh, the name of the gym is Rehoboth Beach Barbell Club, and we're located in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Awesome, man. So how long have you guys been in business? Um, I moved down here from New York about six years ago. Um, I've owned the gym for about 11 years at this point, but um, kind of just got tired of the grind in New York and I wanted a more relaxed lifestyle. So um, I realized like down at the beach, there really wasn't a place that dedicated uh, themselves to strength training. Um, there's a lot of CrossFit gyms and like some big box global gyms, but I realized there was a void and, you know, kind of put two and two together. I'm like, all right, if I can open a strength training gym down at the beach, I'm all for it. So yeah, so I came down here and uh, I uh, took over full time uh, by myself about three years ago. Okay. So, so actually, I'm sorry, almost four years ago, 2018. Sorry. So did um, how did how did you you know get into the business down here? Did you just did you find some like a building or whatever, or did you start with someone and then kind of work your way out of it that way? Um, honestly, the only person that I knew down here was a coach at the local CrossFit gym. And, um, you know, he kind of was whispering in my ear, let me know that the place wasn't doing too well. Um, yeah. cause they used to mainly just focus on seasonal membership and they didn't really have a good, you know, solid year round population. So if anything, you know, was to go wrong over the summer or, you know, the numbers would dip a little bit, it would affect the business for the year, you know, entire year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and especially like, you know, with what happened last year with COVID, if that would have happened years ago, they wouldn't have survived. But, um, anyway, you know, business was going under. And, uh, you know, I got wind of it. So I was like, you know what, let me come down, you know, chat with the owner. And the owner was just happy to have somebody take it off his hands. That's so yeah. um, I took over and then just rebranded, started doing things the way that I do now, which is mainly private training. Okay. So when you took over, how many, how many members were there uh, for CrossFit? Um, so when, by the time I took over, well, at the time I took over, there were only 14 members left. Um, oh, okay. They, okay. Yeah. They had, there had been at their peak, they were at 160 some odd members. Somebody else had basically bought the gym before me. They hired all the wrong people, did all the wrong things and basically ran off all the members. And, um, yeah, so things were going south in a hurry. Um, so yeah, when I took over, they were at 14. So basically whenever you took over, were you just like, Hey, this is the direction we're going. Like you can do this. Um, hopefully you'll stay, but if it's not your thing, like, you know, we wish you the best or how'd you go about that? So, um, well, yeah, exactly. That's basically how it worked. When I came in, um, you know, people kind of already knew who I was cause I compete in strongman and I had been uh, competing at Delaware strongest man for, uh, I guess a few years before I had to go over the gym. So I had a little bit of a name. So I developed a little bit of trust, you know, amongst, uh, you know, some of the members that were already there, but yes, you know, made it clear, you know, what direction I wanted to go with everything. And I did my best not to alienate the members that were already there, but obviously what they were doing wasn't working. So um, for me, it was like, hey, this is the direction we're going to go in. Um, we can still offer some of the things that you enjoy doing, but that's not going to be the majority of our services offered, you know, like having CrossFit classes. Right. So um, kind of, so diving into like services you guys offer, um, what all is that right now? So it's, it's PT, what else do you have? Or how do, so how right do you now, Yeah. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. So right now we offer, um, yes, personal training. Um, we do small group training for the people that, uh, you know, enjoy like working out with other people. And, you know, for people that came from like that CrossFit background who still like, I guess the camaraderie aspect of a group workout, but we limit that to only five people per session. So, um, we can spend the time that we need to with each individual person and make sure they're getting everything they need out of it. So we offer personal training, small group training. Um, we converted one area of the gym into a boxing studio, and then we're also converting another spot into uh, yoga. So we have members that you know would typically go to other places to do these things, and then we move into a bigger building so we can have all those things in-house and kind of just keep everything here. Yeah, man, that's awesome. What's the square footage uh, facility? Uh, we're at about 7,500 square feet. Okay. All right. So our yeah, old so location was literally a third of this. Yeah. Really? Okay. So you're definitely above industry average on that, um, which is around like 2,500, 2,000, 2,500. Mm. So yeah, man. So I, I love that you guys offer all the, all the other services there. So um, someone comes in, let's say, you know, I was, I decided to join the gym or mm. I wanted to join the gym. How would, how would I go about that? And if I got in, like, what would the next steps be for me? So everybody that walks in the door has to go through an assessment, no matter what program they think they want to do. Um, you know, we basically do a full body assessment from head to toe on everybody for about 90 minutes. Um, we first obviously sit down, talk about goal setting, establishing realistic goals, um, figuring out any obstacles that they've had in the past, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and that, you know, leads us into their mobility assessment because everybody has something going on. So somebody that comes in here has usually had like some sort of injury and they didn't necessarily know where it came from, you know, so if somebody had a back injury, it might be because they had a tight ankle on the left side, you know, and they're moving, you know, uh, their movement patterns were compensating for that, you know, so either way, we go through a full mobility assessment kind of diagnose issues that people have. And then we go through a strength assessment, um, where we just, you know, see what they look like underneath the barbell. And if they are a person that has injuries, issues that don't allow them to use a barbell, just kind of figure out like what we're going to be seeing, what we're going to be seeing with that particular person, um, just so they can establish a more realistic idea of what it is, you know, they need to do with their training. Because some people, they think that they want to do group workouts, but then they come in, they do an assessment and they're like, holy crap, I need to actually slow it down a little bit and do personal training to fix these issues, you know? So that's how it works. Start off with an assessment. And then from there, we just figure out which direction they want to go in. Okay. Awesome, man. And as far as like the small group classes and group classes, like what is, what does that look like? Um, I know it's going to be different, right. Then mm -hmm. like you're like a typical boot camp or, or CrossFit class. So how, what's the structure like there? So what we do is um, again, same thing. Like everybody has to go through that assessment. So we already know like who those five people are in that class. So we always start everybody off with a general warm up, um, And then we usually start off everything with the strength piece. So like Monday and let's say Thursday might be our upper body training days. So we might uh, bench press on one day, do a horizontal press. Um, then we'll do like a vertical press on the you know next pressing day and then so on and so forth with the lower body days, you know? So we might do a um, squat, on one day and we'll do a deadlift on the other day. So we'll start off with that. And then the accessory portion of that is kind of tailored to the individual. So we use the True Coach app. Um, so everybody who comes in, you know, has their own um, program set up on the app. So they'll see what the group part portion is and then they'll kind of break off and, you know, do their accessory stuff. And then same thing like with our conditioning work, um, you know, we just try, try and make it super simple, you know, so everybody can go for a run together or people that can't run, they'll use the bike. We got skiers here, we got rowers, you know, so yeah. we'll just modify those, you know, components, but we try to keep everybody like kind of working within like the same time frame. There's also a lot of people that, you know, want to do the group workouts. Um, it's just convenient for them to come in, knock it out before work, you know, so that's basically, you know, how we structure everything. Absolutely, man. And um, yeah, so, so your group workouts are different than 
like basically people just kind of go on their own, right? But you have coaches mm-hmm. in there. Exactly. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I love that. And and the cool thing is like, how many coaches do you have? Uh, right now, um, that's me, Jacob. Uh, we have six. Uh, yeah, six. we have six coaches. Okay. Uh, yeah, two are part time. Um, and we just brought on two other coaches because like things have been growing here like so fast. It's been yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah, that's I'm awesome. very selective about you know bringing on coaches here. So absolutely. Yeah. So when like whenever someone you know comes in for the open gym or you know mm-hmm. the group class, so to speak, yep. like the coaches already have an idea of what their program is, right? Yeah. Like exactly. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And so do they just kind of go around and like, do you have like a certain amount of touch points that they need to get, you know, or a correction with a member or how do you, how do you kind of work that in? So usually the, um, the person who runs the group classes is the one who's done the assessment with the people that, you know, because before somebody even like walks in the door, obviously I'll have a conversation with them and I'll, I'll generally try to ask them, you know, like what they have in their mind as to what they want to do. So for example, somebody says, you know, that they think they want to do group classes. And obviously if they go through the assessment, everything checks out. And then, you know, they go into doing group classes. Usually the person that I have conduct that assessment will be the one who runs the group classes. So, you know, once they, you know, go through that assessment with that coach, they already have that familiarity, you know, with them. And it just makes things flow a lot easier. And, you know, for example, if somebody goes through that assessment and then they kind of change their mind, then yeah, they might get passed off to somebody who mainly does, you know, one-on-one training here. But um, yeah, so we established that familiarity by kind of pairing people up with who we think they're going to, you know, end up working with. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So looking at um, like, uh, let's say lead generation or, or like getting new clients into the door, um, what is your, what is your main strategy for that right now? Honestly, for us, um, well, I guess kind of doubling back on what I was saying a minute ago um, about like my selection process with our coaches, um, we're in a small town and um, there really isn't a lot going on here. So for me, I feel like if you're doing what you do at a high level and you're really good at it, people are going to take notice. So all of our coaches here compete in something or have competed at a high level and they build a name for themselves. So we're constantly in a newspaper, we're constantly like on the TV. So honestly, we really don't do any sort of advertising aside from social media and just reposting our events, reposting our clients, things like that. And just, it's just spiraled out from there. Um, Yeah, so all of our coaches, our Olympic weightlifting coaches, you know, compete in Olympic weightlifting and they do it at a high level. You know, I compete in strongman. So, you know, people want to learn strongman, they train with me. Um, We've got some powerlifting coaches here. We've got, you know, people that do triathlons and, you know, 5Ks and that type of stuff. We've got our boxing coach who was a golden gloves fighter, you know. So, um, you know, our accomplishments individually have been, like I said, what advertised for us. Yeah, man, that's awesome. So, uh, and you guys have a cap membership too, right? Yeah, yeah, we cap our membership at 50 overall, um, just with people that want to come in and do open gym and want to do classes. Um, yeah. Personal training, uh, we don't necessarily like factor into that uh, cap just because we have, you know, so much space here, you know, we can kind of go into a different area of the gym, you know, yeah, with our yeah. you know, training clients, things are a little bit busy. But yeah, as far as just like open gym memberships and all that stuff, yeah, we cap it. Now, did you want, did you do that because of COVID or did you already have that in place? Oh, no, I already had that in place at my other gym in New York, um, just because I'd rather work with uh, fewer people at a higher price point um, and more educated consumers who really want to work with coaches that are, again, at the top of their game and ones that are, you know, constantly putting in the work to become better, you know, as a coach, you know, because we're always going to seminars and things like that and um, investing in our education. And I figured out a long time ago that usually people that spend the less complain the most. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So the people that we work with, like, 
I guess the best way to say it is honestly, like money isn't really an issue for them here. They just want yeah. quality service, you know? Yeah. So that was, that was the mindset behind that. Yeah, that makes sense, man. And, and that's a good point too, that, that you make there. And that is true. Like, you know, the people, the people that complain the most, they're usually paid the less. They're usually the biggest pain in your ass. Yep. <laughs> and, I mean, to put it, you know, to put it really, you know, quite frankly, and the people that are invested in the program, like they're paying the higher price, like, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you know, they're, they're more invested. I mean, we vote with our dollars, right? So yep, exactly. basically that is, uh, I mean, it's, it's really simple when you look at it that way. Yep. Yeah. So for, um, yeah, for everything else, like, um, like are your, are your coaches, are they, uh, your employees or do you have them, do they rent space or are they 1099 contractors? Yeah, they're 1099 contractors. Um, Cause I like to give everybody like, again, the individuality to do what it is that they do best. Um, so I have, I'm a huge fan of Joe DeFranco and like the CPPS certification model. Um, so I've taken all of our coaches up, you know, to that. And just based on them going there on their own and, you know, just seeing how that model has worked, like for me and it's worked for other coaches, most of them have kind of adopted that. So, um, you know, obviously I can't, you know, just force them how to force them to program a certain way or whatnot, but we're all on the same yeah. page, you know, generally with, you know, how we choose to run things here and the type of clients that we work with. So, you know, yeah. so everything's been, you know, been great with that. That's good, man. Definitely want everyone on the same page, you know, because we know that even, even with six coaches, if you had one that was just like, you know, the bad apple, like, you know what they're saying, but uh, that's so true, especially, especially in in the gym environment. Like it it seems like it can get, it can get so toxic overnight. Like if you don't, if you don't put a stop to it or kind of lay the law down right from the beginning. Yep, exactly. You know, so that's the thing. It's like when, you know, when some of us, you know, we go on vacation or whatever, you know, somebody can step in and work with one of their clients, you know, for the day, because we're all we're just a big family here. And that's the other part of having like the, the cap membership, you know, everybody knows everybody. So I know all of my coaches clients, they know who my clients are. And, you know, as my schedule has gotten busier, um, I've actually transferred some of my clients over to, you know, some of my coaches, you know, because, yeah. um, you know, somebody happened to have, taken, have to take a break from training for a little while. And, you know, I filled those slots with other stuff, but, and it wasn't a problem, you know, because they already knew, you know, the coaches that we have here and they know the type of quality of training that they're going to get regardless of who they're working with. So, so that's right. been awesome too. Yeah. So I saw in the notes that um, like during COVID, like one-on-one PT like blew up for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause we had a lot of people that were going to CrossFit gyms and, and again, I have nothing against CrossFit gyms cause I had I yeah, owned yeah. a couple of CrossFit affiliates. I competed in CrossFit for a little while, but um, I think like the execution of the CrossFit model is the problem in a lot of places. So that's why like the injury rates are so high. Um, Because you got some people who don't really invest in their education, like their CrossFit level one certification is the extent of their knowledge, you know, so they'll just write something random on the board on Monday, which is pretty much all shoulders. And then the next day, they're doing snatches and they're doing Olympic lifts and they're not really qualified to teach those lifts. So people are coming away with injuries and stuff left and right. So anyway, a lot of our uh, members who joined here during COVID were people that, you know, used to go to those places. So either they had injuries um, or, you know, they just had to take a step back because they didn't want to be in a big group environment. So they started working with us here and just kind of figuring out, you know, the root causes of some of their problems, their movement inefficiencies and all that type of stuff. So they're like, hey, you know what? I didn't realize I had such a bad hip shift on my squat. You know, maybe I need to work with a trainer for, you know, six months to, you know, however long, you know, in order to fix that. And then most people, once they've got started with that, they never look back. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like a lot of people, like you said, they don't know that they need, you know, personal training or, you know, one-on-one coaching until they get it. Um, yep. I'm, I'm a pretty big believer that everyone should have it. Um, if you look, even the professionals, you know, in, in all your sports, for the most part, have a coach, yep, you know, or exactly. some kind of strength trainer or something like that. I mean, and everyone needs to be held accountable and everyone needs to um, have someone call you out on your bullshit too. Yep. Because <laughs> we all have it. So, yep, exactly. Awesome, man. Well, we are coming towards the end of the podcast. So, okay. uh, one question I'd like to ask at the end. So um, let's say like in a year from now, like what does growth look like for you? Um, growth for me, uh, we're kind of, we're almost at capacity with uh, personal training at this point. Like all of our coaches uh, schedules are pretty much full. Like, so I just took on a couple of new ones. So um, with the way things have been going here, um, <laughs> you know, that won't take too long to get their schedules yeah. filled up. So, you know, the next uh, things for me is just building up the boxing program and the yoga programs to kind of, you know, match, you know, what we're doing with personal training. And then, you know, from there at that point, you know, our overarching goal is just to make this gym just like a destination place, you know, for people to come. And we're already starting to get that, you know, people that will just drive through the area will stop to buy t-shirts and because um, literally, like I said, we're right down the beach, right down the street from the beach. So, you know, people can come get their workout in, go grab a snack and then just go sit on the beach to recover after their workouts, you know, so it's a pretty awesome you know, environment awesome. that we have down here. So, yeah. so that's our goal. Yeah, I, I like uh, that painted a pretty cool picture. You know, it kind of reminds you like, you know, Venice Beach, seven yep. old, you know what I mean? Yeah, except you're on the East Coast. So, yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, we can't get away with that year round, but, you know, right. during, uh, you know, spring and summer, you know, it's a good place to come and visit. Awesome, man. Well, Will, thank you, man, so much for being on the podcast today. Um, had a good time, and I know that our listeners got some good value out of this. Cool, man. Like I said, thank you again for the invite. Appreciate yeah, buddy. it. All right, man. Thank you. And for our listeners out there, if you found value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button. And if you're a gym owner and want to be featured in the podcast, click the link in the description, apply to be a guest. Until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with Jim from Volution Fitness in Yakima, Washington. Jim, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing, sir? Doing awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for your time today. So happy to have you here. Let's hop into it. Let's talk about Volution. What are you doing out there in Washington? How are you doing it? How are you affecting lives in your community? <laughs> um, so we have 
three training facilities here in Yakima, Washington. Two are 24-hour access gyms. One is a um, boot camp and semi-private training facility. And uh, we're out here trying to change one life at a time. So keeping people active, keeping people uh, engaged in uh, their well-being. So Awesome, awesome. And how long have you been in business you know, when did you open your first Volution location? Uh, I think How did you get to where you are now? Yeah, it's been about 11 years. I started with a uh, 1,200 square foot location where I just ran boot camps, um, did some semi-private training uh, out of that facility. Uh, that grew into a 6,000 square foot um, facility where then I incorporated 24-hour access gym, boot camps and uh, semi-private training. Um, uh, that took about two and a half years to, to grow into the 6,000 square foot facility. Then from there, it was another four or five years uh, where I had a 10,000 square foot facility built um, where we ran the same model in the 10,000 square foot facility. And then post pandemic, just to, um, ease a little congestion in the facility at our high peak 24-hour access time. We moved the boot camp out of the facility um, just to keep it safe for everybody. Okay, so right now that's three total locations, right? Two yeah. are running just basic self-service 24-hour access, and then one is where you have your high-touch service, your group classes, PT, semi-private, all that? Yes. Yeah. And are they all in a close proximity to each other or are yeah, you spread I, out? Yeah, no, once the boot camp facilities is, I would say two minutes from the, the our flagship facility, the 10,000 square foot facility. And then our, the 6,000 square foot facility is probably a 10 minute drive, I'd say maybe Jeez, I'm terrible with mileage. So no, no, that's fine. So they're all really, they're really close. You're not spread out. You don't have to drive a half an hour if you if you were doing those boot camp classes and it moved. It's it's virtually no difference. So distance wasn't an issue when you moved it. No, it wasn't wasn't a big deal. And that's something that people have to think about a lot that we hear is like, I'm going to move my gym or maybe I have a second facility. Are people going to come? Is it going to be convenient? But in in this case, it was more just you were doing them a service like, Hey, we're going to give you all more room. We have this dedicated facility. It's only two minutes down the road. Some of you are probably passing it on the way anyway. Right. So, uh, yeah, that was, a big, yeah, that was a big one was, uh, what happened was, um, we held a lot of our classes in our 6,000 square foot facility, as well as the, uh, 10,000 square foot facility, um, pre COVID. And um, post-COVID, you know, the, the facilities were just left to run 24 hours um, access. And then um, trying to service our clientele and make sure that they were safe, opening up the uh, 4,000 square foot um, boot camp facility, um, we had to look for a location that was something to where our, our people that were doing the 6,000 square foot facility would want to still come and, and drive that far to actually still attend classes. So um, the, the proximity was 
Um, one was downtown. One is a little bit more in our uh, growing West Valley area. And then trying to find that in-between spot um, to, to still service um, our downtown clientele. That's a lot to juggle, but it sounds like the pieces have sort of fallen into place for you with a little bit of nudging on your behalf. Yes, a lot of nudging on my behalf, so, <laughs> but yes. So, so with the three facilities and you know every, what you're managing under those three roofs collectively, how many people all total are you serving out there in the Yakima area? So we service 1,500 people. Oh, okay. So that's that's more than than you can know and and talk to and touch all on your own. How how much staff do you have handling that, and how is it spread out? Is are they mostly you know one at each of the 24-hour facilities and then more more online with the uh, the other place? How's it spread? Um, so what I was able to do with that was I knew that our 6,000 square foot downtown uh, location could, for the most part, manage itself. Um, it's there for the community um, that attends that gym. Um, so really janitorial work is about all we do there. All our membership signups and our engagement happens at the 10,000 square foot gym in West Valley. And so um, here I have our front desk personnel um, who wears several hats and then um, an additional trainer that helps me out and then myself. So as well as, um, so I have a, somebody that takes care of janitorial in all three facilities. Um, so that's a lot of that's off my plate. And then I have um, one front desk personnel, a part-time social media person, and then a, an extra trainer handling all three facilities. So. so, okay. So you kind of benefit from a little bit of economy of scale because where having one person to do the cleaning work might not be justified in any one facility, but you can provide them with, with a fair amount of stuff to do between those and kind of spread the load for some of the other jobs there too. Absolutely. Um, you said that you have somebody that is part-time, but that does a lot of your social media stuff. Is that currently the main way that you're attracting new clients? Is it social media or are you in other aspects of advertising marketing? No, word of mouth and just the social media posts. So a lot of, this is a pretty close knit community. So you get to know where um, your friends working out pretty quickly. Um, so it, it's, uh, you know, it's not like a big uh, city. Um, you know, you can drive across Yakima in about 30 minutes. <laughs> so, um, so a lot of word of mouth here goes a long ways. Um, a lot of my marketing is word of mouth and just posting on Facebook, Instagram. Cool. Now you're a guy who has been in the world of doing paid marketing before, right? You've done paid Facebook, Instagram, social media ads. Is that something that you think you'll get back to at some point? Is it relevant to your capacity limits right now? What's the next step for you to get back into that at some point? Um, because you've already seen the benefits of it. You've worked with it. You kind of know the ins and outs. Of course, it's always changing. 
but you have a pretty good handle on the power of that. So what does that look like for you? Uh, great question. Um, I am working on um, changing it. So the, one of the reasons why on our website, you don't see that third location is I have somebody working on our website uh, right now, redesigning it um, uh, so that um, we can start really marketing our services um, through social media again. So I plan on uh, doing a lot of things that I've learned in the past uh, with our high ticket um, clientele. Um, I think we've got a pretty good handle on our 24 hour access membership, um, but now trying to push and, and hopefully able to hire some more trainers to assist with uh, growing boot camp classes as well as growing uh, semi-private engagement. Okay, so basically you're taking care of the website so that once you do start driving traffic to it, they're gonna have good landing pages, clean look, obvious places of these are my next steps yeah. so that you can get a real return on investment. You, you're not gonna spend a lot of money on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, just to get people to come into your 24 hour stuff. You wanna drive them into the higher ticket stuff to the degree that you can. Absolutely, just, yeah. So um, trying to increase that average, uh, um, that average uh, per head um, sure. uh, revenue, so. Yeah, yeah. So to a lot of our listeners um, still to this day, because it's always changing and there's so many rules and different things, Paid advertising can be like this mystical thing in, in a, a black hole, but you're a guy who's experienced the power of it and you've seen it. So just from your experience, when things were running well for you, you're putting money into the machine, what would you say historically the ROI was you got? Were you getting, you know, three to one, four to one, five to one? Did you ever track that when you were doing that previously? I'd have to, you know, I am, I will be honest with you. One of the, as, I, as I'm looking at a lot of, uh, uh, doing, doing a lot of things, one of my weaknesses, I will tell you is, is, uh, um, tracking numbers. Okay. That's fair enough. I'm a terrible. So that's one of the things that I, I hope to improve. So if I were to go back and tell you what was my return on investment. I can tell you this is I, I ran, um, when I ran things with gym launch, I mean, my first month, uh, I think we boosted revenue by $30,000 um, just with a six week challenge that we ran. And then after that, uh, learning how to sell a, um, uh, then into a um, dream goal, um, where we had clients that were doing six, uh, three month and six month and year long, um, contracts with us post the six week challenge. Um, we probably saw anywhere between 10 and 12,000 additional revenue, um, per month, um, leading up to the challenge. So that would have been November before the pandemic and then the pandemic in March. So we were running pretty, um, good ROI on, um, the ads, um, up to that point. So, yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and, and soapbox you and say, oh man, you have to track every number because I think what happened and what it sounds like is you found the sweet spot of if you have a, a good front end program, right? You have this higher ticket program, whether it's a challenge or 
anything, whether it's personal training or some type of onboarding, something that costs more than, you know, 50 or hundred dollars to sign up in, you get to the point, if you run the machine, right, it doesn't matter, right? You're like, Oh, I don't, I don't know what my ROI is. I just have a bunch of dollars in my bank account and a bunch of happy people. So it's really cool. Like when you're not past, when you're not at that point where you, where you don't have to look at every single cent, is it nice? Yeah. It, managing things closely is nice. But when you're like, I don't care, just, I'm just going to put more money into this thing because I, I have this square footage. I have some great trainers, more money is going to my bank account until Facebook raises the rates or changes the rules or Instagram or whatever. We're just going to roll with it. Yeah. Awesome. I think I learned that, you know, if, if you're questioning what you need to do, you know, what, what am I, what do I need to do right now? You, you can default to selling. So default to selling more. I mean, that's if you're going to default to something, you know, don't default to trying to micromanage your team or micromanage the cleanliness of your facility. All those things are important, but it doesn't matter if you're not selling um, your services. If you're people don't know what you're what you're offering and and you're not getting that revenue in. If with revenue, you can do more. If you don't have revenue coming in, it doesn't matter what your um, numbers are. <laughs> so you're going backwards. All, all the SOPs in the world yes. are not going to pay the rent. Yes. So yes. while they're great to have, it's important. And I'm glad that that's not lost on you that, you know, you can, if you have the revenue is, is the gas that feeds the engine of whatever changes you want. You want to pay your trainers more, make more money. You want to have better equipment for your clients, make more money. Yes. You want to provide for your family and feel secure for the next 50 years, make more money. As long as, you know, for us, one of the things we say a lot is, you know, you don't hate making money and helping people yeah. or, or by helping people. You know, you're not out, you know, scamming people for a new furnace. Yeah. You're like, Hey, the more I charge you, the more benefit you're going to get, the more value I can provide. And once you flip that switch and you realize like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not selling, I'm not selling nothing. It's not snake oil. I'm giving people a service. And if you're serving as you're selling, then how could you not look at yourself in the mirror and go, I'm gonna go do that some more. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, that the only way to stay in business over the long run is to sell something that you believe in and that you're wholeheartedly um, in, invested in. That's I would say that what got me through the pandemic and all of this was that I believe in fitness. I believe in the services that I offer and I believe in what I tell people. Uh, you know, I'm not here to sell snake oil or to sell you something that um, I do or to tell you something that I don't wholeheartedly believe in. When people see that, I think when people can, in it, they, they see the honesty that's coming from you, um, they want to work with somebody like that. Um, I think one of the best things that um, I've learned over the years was to listen to people, listen to what they want, and then give them what they want. They, they want to, I think there's, a, they, they want to believe in you, and they want to believe in the system, and you're there to help um do everything that you can to get them from that point A to point B. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the good word that sums that up is conviction, right? 
If you believe in your product, if you believe that you've listened to somebody, you've heard what their goals are, what's stopping them from getting there, and you have the conviction to say, oh, I have what you need, people will feel that. And it's on a level that's more than verbal, that's more than body language. It's really something that it comes across above and beyond almost any sales skill or any script or anything that you can have, right? If you believe in it, other people will know it. And if you're full of crap, they're going to see right through it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome, you know, to hear people embrace that. And, you know, if somebody's out there listening and they're thinking about, you know, why don't I feel this way? It's like, you know, look at some of your own testimonials. Look at people that are running through your gym that people are doing things they couldn't before and, and get your conviction up just as much as you, just as much as you train your muscles, right? Train your brain, right? You can do your sales skills and drills, but if you know that you're changing lives, it'll come to you. You know, one of the things that I, I we're just recently doing is um, asking our members to actually, which I don't know why I'm just doing this now, but uh, to give us, um, you know, why do you train at Volution Fitness? I mean, and so we're, we're getting some really good video footage and it's really amazing because it, I think that if you stop to listen to what they're telling you, that is your marketing platform. And if you're getting members or you're getting clients that are eager to want to do it for you, uh, you know, you're doing something right. If you're not, there's something that needs to change. Absolutely. Right. You should always, we, we all should always strive to deliver a service that people can't help, but want to tell people about. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that the people on the other side are going to want to do it, but they're going to feel it like, all right, this, this person you know, they, they mean it. And, you know, there's, there's not really anything stronger than that. And those people come in, you know, Hey, you changed my friend's life. What do I have to do? Yeah. It opens so many doors and it's not about easy sales. It's about having people that come in that are like the people you already enjoy having that are already good members that are already part of your community. And it, it goes so far. I think if you ask any gym member or anybody in sales, there's nothing better than somebody that's already pre-sold on you. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. All you're going to do is not mess it up, right? Exactly. Don't talk so much. Get to collect that, <laughs> collect that money and, and, and give them that unbelievable service that, they, that, that somebody sent them in for. Right. Just like we have to help them get out of their own way, sometimes we have to get out of, our, out of ours. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So... We're, we're coming, hopefully, you know, the pandemic is still there. Mm -hmm. There's still, you know, Delta variant, you know, for people listening to this down the road where, you know, early September, 2021, but at least it seems like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We've all figured out what adjustments we're going to make for as long as we need to. Yeah. So given what we have, what are your goals? What's coming up? What's the future evolution as you revamp your website, you ramp up your marketing and you start into this, you know, journey that you just started with your, a three location, uh, company. Is it, are you going to grow more? Are you going to add more locations or what, what's in the future? If I get to visit with you in a year, two years down the line, you know, what's it look like? Yeah. So, um, my growth plan is to have 10 locations. Um, 
So uh, in a year or two from now, I, there's uh, one other location in Yakima that I'd like to try to break into, um, hopefully within the next year and a half, um, as I continue to, to push our boot camps and, and our semi-private training, and even that 24-hour access a little bit. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that I think that we as gym members, we, we hear a lot that gyms are closing and definitely it's a tough time for us. Um, but at the same time, there's so many people that are looking to remain healthy and stay healthy. And I think that it's at the forefront of even um, clients that are cautious about COVID um, understand the importance of moving and and staying fit and they want somebody to help them along that path so uh, for me i'm going to keep pushing through so um i'm not going to let fear of what might happen another closed you know closing down delta variant whatever variant comes out um definitely want to keep things safe for the clients and, and members that we serve but at the same time um, not letting fear hold me back. I've got to think, uh, think ahead and think about what's going to help me push through. Awesome. Awesome. So you have big goals, big dreams. You're working hard. You're already at three locations. 10 is the goal. Um, do you see any obstacles in the way? Is there anything that you think, oh, if I just master this, you have a lot of tools in your tool belt. Yeah. A lot of training. You get a lot of experience. Is there anything left besides just time and opportunity that you think you have to master to get there? Yeah. I think that if I, that the thing that I need to master um, is, is always comes back to me. It's, it's um, the social media marketing, uh, creating ads um, and, and lead follow-up. Uh, I think that that's the main thing that I'm, I'm going to work on for myself. As a matter of fact, that's one of the things where I've decided to just push a lot of the stuff um, off my plate, um, maybe even not necessarily uh, try to slow down, but try to reorganize um, how I'm doing things on my own schedule so that I'm learning the marketing um, and social media marketing component, leads, lead follow-up, um, sales, close, closing sales, um, pretty, pretty easy to do with, with the facility that I have. Um, getting people in the door, letting people know what we're about and what we can do for them. I need to get back to that pre-COVID um, where we were successful and, and really push that through. So. Awesome. Self-awareness is, is something that will go a long way. And it sounds like you have it by the truckload. So we're running up on time here, but before we let you go, I know the website's being reworked, revamped, but if people do want to find you, reach out, see what you're doing, find out more, what is the website? What are your social media handles? Uh, www.volutionfit.com. You believe our Instagram is Volution Fit and our Facebook is Volution Fitness. I should know this, but I 
I don't. My, That's social, right. my social media gal takes care of most of this stuff. That's all right. If you're out there listening and you want to find it, yeah. go to evolutionfit.com. That's like the word evolution without the E. Yes. And at the bottom of the page, there's a Facebook and an Instagram link. So you can find all that stuff there. Tons of information. Look out for the updates coming. The social media shows a lot, a lot of what's going on and sounds like that's only going to improve. So Jim, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure having you here. I can't wait to check in in a year, two years down the line. We will definitely be in touch. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. And to everybody out there in the audience, listening, tuning in episode after episode, we appreciate you too. Your time is important to us. If this is your first episode, your second, your 100th, and you want to be notified when new episodes come out, make sure you hit that subscribe button, throw us a like, leave us a review. We love the feedback. If you want to be on the podcast, there's a link in the description, click the link, fill out the form. So I'll get back to you ASAP. To everybody out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep changing lives, working hard, kicking ass. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.